Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Insider Radio, The Jake and Josh Show is SB Nation's official podcast about your Miami Dolphins. Check out Finsider.com for more Miami Dolphins content and be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with us on Twitter. Jake can be found at jmendel94. Josh can be found at H-O-U-T-Z or just house. The show is made possible by Dolphins everywhere, so be sure to rate and comment, share your thoughts, and let us know how we are doing. Now, let's get on with the show. What's up, Dolphin fans? Welcome into a bite-sized episode of SB Nation's Finsider Radio, the Jake and Josh Show. There is so much to discuss and not a lot of time. No, seriously, I just put the little one down for a nap, so let's speed this show up. I am your host, Josh Houts. I am joined by my co-host, the one, the only, Jake Mendel. How's it going today, Jake? Josh, it's good to be back talking football with you. And, you know, it's safe to say this is the first week as fans who are associated with the Miami Dolphins, we are streaking. We are officially on a winning streak, so we are, in fact, streaking into a matchup with the New York Jets where, Josh, it sounds scary. There are a lot of people who are all of a sudden loving the Dolphins' defense. They're thinking, hey, is 7-7 a possibility? Is the season still alive? I'm not ready to get that far up the street, but I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good that we just can say something more than we beat the Texans. You're saying there's a chance, and I mean, I think that's how we all feel right now. I mean, after the way we started, knowing that they still have a chance to somehow maybe make a push, it's awesome, Jake. And, you know, just to be able to watch some of those shows on TV, you know, whether it's Good Morning Football, I mean, I know it was the Robert Hunt thing, but they're doing the angry run on there. I mean, I don't know if you saw Jake Madden Ultimate Team also released a, a Robert Hunt a mutt card where he's the fullback. So, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people are having fun with it, and it just feels good to know that the Dolphins – uh, could go out there and beat the Baltimore Ravens and do something that, let's be honest, they haven't done for a long time. So it feels very good. Let's just hope this victory uh, this week continues and we can go up there and, and put a beat down on the Jets. And that's the thing. All we need is a little hope to really spin this on our heads and make it sound like the Dolphins are a, a pretty good football team, right? I mean, we're, we are homers at heart and we accept that. And then we just kind of sprinkle the, the uh, stats, which is like the salt on the wound itself. So let's, Josh... We do have some good things to talk about, though, especially, you know, we're on a two game winning streak. Uh, That's why I thought it'd be a good idea to jump on here and just kind of bring up a couple of these stats here. A little bit of news surrounding the Miami Dolphins. Uh, The defense is finally starting to get some love, Josh, after allowing just 19 points in the last two weeks. Uh, Xavier Howard, man, I was a little surprised about this. He earned defensive player of the week honors. Uh, He punched the ball out of Sammy Watkins arms and had enough time to pick it up. Run it 49 yards for a touchdown. Uh, in fact, Josh, it wasn't even the only scoop and score of the week. Darius Slay had an 82-yard uh, one. But 
what did you think when Howard earned this award? Because I don't know if I just wasn't on Twitter, but but this came right out of left field for me. I kind of felt the same way. And again, maybe it's because we're staying off social media and things like that. But <laughs> it wasn't until I went on YouTube to think, you know, okay, maybe Brian Flores has a press conference coming up where, you know, I didn't just happen to stumble upon the quote. And let me pull it up here for a second, Jake. And, and that was when I first heard about it. He said, X is obviously a big part of the team from a leadership standpoint. Obviously, he's playing on the field. He's played very well for us. For us, we are kind of just focused on today. We did give him a round of applause for his player of the week this morning. And then X, I guess, just came up and stood in front of the team and said, let's just get ready for the Jets. So, uh, Jake, this definitely threw me off guard. I think he had four total tackles, but nothing more game-changing than that forced fumble. And, again, it just seems like all season long when X needs to – or when the defense needs a big play, Xavier Howard's right there to make one happen. Yeah, Josh, uh, I'm going to be that guy. He actually had five tackles, not four. And you call yourself a Shame. Dolphins fan. Yeah, I, I, I went on NFL.com and they said four total tackles. So they're full of shit. Those lies. It was actually his third time hitting five. It's a season high. Um, and Josh, you mentioned Xavier Howard being that guy to um, make that final play the team needs. I mean, I wrote down here, he, you know, he's responsible for that Mortal Kombat finishing move, right? I mean, that fumble really Fatality. kind of switched the tides of the team. Yeah. He is uh, Xavier Fatality Howard because that's just how he kind of treats opposing offenses. You think back to the fumble against the Patriots, it was the same way uh, where he was able to recover that. Two interceptions totally on the year, Josh. And, you know, we could sit here and say he's not having his greatest season. Obviously, it's really hard to follow up a 10-interception season. Additionally, I don't know who was playing well in the Dolphins in those first seven, eight weeks of the season. I know Howard was one of the players dealing with a lot of injuries, but man, you know, just hearing him talk, seeing him be part of this team, hearing him in trade rumors, just kind of point to a shirt that says Miami. I mean, he not only sounds like a Brian Flores guy, a guy that's made for the soccer room, but I mean, he's really good at football. It's an added bonus. He's very good at football. And I think what he's doing this year that, you know, can give fans, you know, a whole nother level of excitement is in years past, you know, he was coming up with those big interceptions, things like that. But this year, I mean, even when they're not targeting him, I mean, he's coming out of nowhere, forcing a fumble. I think it was the New England game I'm thinking about. They completely avoided him all game long, and he still came in last second and made that game-changing play. So, you know, whether it's the interceptions, a forced fumble, Xavier Howard's everywhere. And, I mean, beginning of the year, we talked about how he's probably the best player, at least on the defensive side of the football. Um, I'm completely with you, Jake. It's so much nicer to instead of sitting here wondering what, you know, trade they might make. I mean, wasn't he supposed to go to the Ravens before the trade deadline? There were rumors yeah. that they they had interest there. I mean, Xavier Howard's an awesome player, a game changing player. And I hope that the Dolphins and them can I hope the Dolphins and them can continue this relationship because um, what we've seen from Xavier Howard this season after, again, what it looked like a, a year he might not even play has been awesome. Yeah, uh, Howard's stats can be a little misleading, Josh. He is allowed 34 receptions on 59 targets. Uh, but we saw in that game against Baltimore what this defense is really trying to accomplish. And I think one of the biggest takeaways from that Baltimore game was not only how the Dolphins blitz with their safeties, and we'll get into that in just a second, but the game tackling. I mean, Miami's ability to kind of jump on Raven receivers. Actually, Kurt Warner did a video on YouTube, Josh. I suggest everyone goes and looks at that uh, because they really went into detail on how Baltimore kind of shot themselves and the foot just by, you know, how they're angling their bodies at a routes and things like that. And how Miami, I mean, they didn't want, you know, anyone to run by them. They were making those tackles. And that's kind of how this, uh, this defense is really operating. You think about the bend and don't break. And that's kind of what the system has been. Josh, some more good news though. Pro football focus has Javon Holland as the highest graded rookie safety with a grade of 76.3. Uh, man, this is a guy who's just trending in such a, such a good direction over the last two weeks i mean he had five tackles in a sack against baltimore and interception the week before we won't say anything about the fact that he had a fumble as well uh but man i mean 
you're seeing him start to get some love. And I think in reality, when you look, think about the big picture of Miami Dolphins, I mean, the doom and gloom we had at one and seven feels a little bit better when that second round pick, the first safety taken in the draft is playing like the best safety in that draft. I mean, and you got to kind of tip your hat to Chris Greer as well. I mean, he definitely had a say in that. And I mean, I know a lot of people want to be down on him, but when you look at what Jalen Waddle's doing, Jalen Phillips and Javon Holland, I mean, he hit on at least early on. It they're seems like there. he, yeah, it seems like they're headed in the right direction, but Javon Holland, man, I mean, I don't know. It's just everything about him, whether it's backing coverage, being that deep safety, you know, coming down and, and co- making a play that, you know, most safeties wouldn't make on the ball or then coming down in the box and just whether it's blitzing a Lamar Jackson and causing all that destruction there in the run game. I mean, he has done everything everything Jake and um, it's just awesome to see when you know I know a lot of us myself included I mean I was at the forefront of that I wanted Javante Williams there I wanted the running back Jake but um, I, I don't know that this defense I, I mean I would be pretty sad if we didn't have a Javon Holland on this defense after you see what he can do because I mean he has been a playmaker and um, when the Dolphins had their choice their pick of the litter that's what you want to see you want to see the highest grade of rookie safety so that you know this fan base can't sit here and say well what if they made this pick what if they did that Right now, Javon Holland, Jalen Waddle, and Jalen Phillips look like absolute studs, and you got to tip your hat to Chris Greer, even if you don't want to. Yeah, and you know we can still be mad that they didn't draft a running back. You think about the fact that over the last three years there have been Michael Carter could have been Michael Carter could have been Hunter Long, I think Omar Kelly said, and that was a a dagger right to the heart. Yep, you could go back. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is another one. I mean, you can do this every year, but oh, that was no Benogany, wasn't it? And there was like two or three Mm -hmm. other. Oh, damn. Okay, that, that went south quick. I'm sorry. It's okay, Josh. We're on a two-game winning streak. We're not really worried about this stuff. Uh, the thing I kind of keep in the back of my head since that went over Baltimore is how Javon Holland said uh, it's the most fun he had playing in a football game and the way he was able to blitz the passer, the way he was able to kind of play freely depending on what the offense was giving him is a good reason for that. And Josh, it's safe to say I think the Dolphins could also have some more fun on defense this weekend. As we learned today, today being Wednesday, that Joe Flacco is going to be starting for the Jets. Jake, this was music to my ears. I saw you post it in the group chat, and I mean, I immediately got excited. You know, three-game win streak on the way. We're going to cause nightmares for Joe Flacco. But then I had to look it up, and he does have a 7-1 and lifetime record against the Miami Dolphins. Although, again, I know a lot of people corrected me on Twitter. A lot of those were with the Baltimore Ravens. His one game with the Jets, I mean, didn't quite go as planned. But um, part of me, Jake, just thinks, you know, what would be the most Dolphins thing to do than to, you know, go out there and cause nightmares for Lamar Jackson and to turn around 10 days later and somehow lose to Joe Flacco. That would be devastating, but I'm, I'm with Dude, you, man. It's going to be a hell of a day for him on Sunday. I got to get you an umbrella for that rain cloud that just keeps following you around. It you seem to always have the one stat. I'm so the negative. One- <laughs> I told you I was broken. I said it was after that game. I was going to be broken and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to get out of it. I am. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. No, you, you have you have every reason to be broken. I mean, this team suffered a seven-game losing streak. There's no reason we should sit here and say, hey, the Dolphins are guaranteed a win on Sunday. We definitely can't say that. But, Josh, when we look at history, especially Flacco's last start against the Dolphins, it came week six. He played for the Jets once against the Miami Dolphins. I believe it was in Miami where he completed 21 of 44 attempts for 186 yards and an interception. 
Uh, he was also sacked three times in the 24 to nothing loss for the Jets. Josh, there was one play I saw and I just kind of laughed. Uh, it was Flacco kind of falling backwards, trying to escape pressure. And Emmanuel Agba got to him like 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage and it pushed him at a field goal range. So, man, that's kind of why I think you should beat the Jets. But the Dolphins have their fair share of plays like that this year. So that's why I'm a little bit concerned. But, hey, I think, you know, the fear factor that comes with Joe Flacco doesn't really exist. No. And I mean, I think that play playoff win came back in like 2008 or something like that, Mm -hmm. that I referenced. So it has been a long time since Joe Flacco has been that, you know, quote unquote, hashtag elite quarterback that some said, I didn't even realize you set me up for that layup there, Jake, with the Agba sack, because I ended up going back and trying to, you know, deflect some of those bullets that were coming at me when I, when I tweeted that he was seven in one lifetime, I tried to tweet out that video from last season where he was running from his life. It was like a 20 plus yard sack. It was awesome to see, but I do think that'll be much of what we see this week. You know, with a guy like Jalen Phillips now on this team, you know, Javon Holland, like we talked about, I mean, Miami has a bunch of different playmakers and Joe Flacco is not that quarterback he once was. So, um, you know, forget that rain cloud, man. Let, let's go out there and lay the wood, get, take that bat to the Jets. And, you know, that's all they can do. They'll be what, four and seven, then three more games. And we're at 500. I mean, just the way God intended. <laughs> so miserable, But yes, it is exactly how God intended for the Dolphins to be right. Maybe the fourth or fifth team right in that in the hunt, uh, you know, scorecard that you see on Sundays. I mean, that is where the Dolphins belong. That is where we are the most comfortable. Josh, let's wrap this up here with this little note. Um, I'm surprised nobody wanted to talk about this. I shared it on Twitter. Uh, Trent Dilfer, he went on the Rich Eisen show. I don't know if this is something you saw. And he he kind of was asked if how the Dolphins have handled things. We've heard him time and time again talk about how much he loves Charlie Fry. We know the two have worked together. Um, Josh, he came out and said he thinks the Dolphins have handled the Tua versus Watson situation just fine and, and added that he thinks most teams would have done the same exact thing if they were in uh, you know, Miami's shoes. I was a little caught off guard when I saw something like that. Well, I guess heard. Yeah, I mean, I think you were the one that brought it to my attention. I didn't see that at all. And it definitely kind of threw me off guard. I mean, I kind of agree with him with, you know, just the fact that Deshaun Watson, the player, is this elite player once in a generation, I think he said. And, you know, 20 teams would consider that an upgrade. But to hear that, you know, he kind of almost agreed with the way they were, you know, I don't want to say screwing with him, but letting this thing loom over their head to a guy that, you know, Trent Dilfer is buddy-buddy with. I mean, that was a little bit surprising. We've heard time and time again that he absolutely loves Charlie Fry. So I do agree with him. A lot of those, you know, the pre snaps, those jet sweeps, some of the creativity you do see is absolutely part of what they brought Charlie Fry in here to do. But I was definitely taken back a little bit, Jake, when I did hear that he was fine with the way they handled it. Because I mean, you could be the biggest to a fan, you could be the biggest to a hater, but to think that you're fine with the way they handled that situation, I don't know if that would be the word I would use. And surprisingly enough, Josh, you just kind of hinted at it. Uh, the most surprising part of the interview wasn't even that, you know, Dilfer thought this about that situation. It's the fact that he credited Charlie Fry with all the pre-snap motion the Miami Dolphins used. You think back to that Albert Wilson 64-yard broken play, Josh. Um, it was actually used earlier in the fourth quarter, too, where Durham Smythe had a 23-yard completion where uh, where Wilson was running behind the line of scrimmage before the snap going in motion from the right side over to the left side. Um, and Dilford kind of went all in and saying, that's hundred percent Charlie Fry. He, he kind of made it a little bit of a branch where he said that the offense is, is a, you know, complete effort. You know, they have 17 different offensive coordinators they use on this team. Uh, but he did say time and time again, that that motion stuff uh, is all Charlie Fry. And he, Josh, he also went on to say that Fry is one of the best offensive minds in the game today. Um, two questions for you. One, did Charlie Fry tell Trent Dilfer that he'll be his you know, quarterback's coach or offensive coordinator when he becomes a head coach? And two, 
when the Dolphins played Baltimore, was it more that the Baltimore cornerbacks, their controllers got disconnected? Or was it the scheme that the Miami Dolphins were using that maybe made some of those broken plays possible where you had Isaiah Ford wide open, where you had Albert Wilson wide open? I do think it was telling, you know, that he did kind of credit Charlie Fry with all this stuff because, I mean, there are three coordinators there. I mean, who's to say exactly unless, again, like you mentioned, he's talking with Dilfer. And I do think there's some things there with that. I mean, I know before Dilfer said, you know, this is one of the the great offensive minds in football. You know, you even mentioned him up there with Sean McVay. So I don't know if he did say that he would be his coordinator, but I, I do think it was a little bit of both, though, Jake. I mean, I do think Baltimore's controllers probably died a little bit there. You know, they had a quick run up and plug him in. We've all been there. But a lot of it was just, you know, maybe this offense finally coming together. Together. You know, some of those things were working because at that point, Tua was in the game. You know, they were a little bit concerned with his running ability, something that you might not be concerned with with a Jacoby Brissett. So I like that this offense is slowly starting to come together and things like this are working because we talked about in the last podcast, man. That was awesome to see Smythe, you know, get a huge game because everyone went after Wilson earlier in the game. And then later when he needed a huge play, I mean, what was that? 64 yards, biggest play of the year, yeah. I think. You know, he's just streaking downfield wide open. And uh, again, last half empty Houts here thinking, you know, there could have been in a way that Albert Wilson maybe could turn to the right and beat the defender to the pyline. Jake, before we wrap up the podcast, just want to throw this out there. The Miami Dolphins signed Andrew Billings, the former 2016 fourth-round draft pick, spent some time with the Bengals, Browns, had 81 total in his career, 3.5 sacks. Uh, he will start on the Miami Dolphins practice squad to make those moves. The Miami Dolphins announced earlier today they had placed left tackle Greg Little on injured reserve and waived safety Sheldrick Redwine. So just a few roster moves there, Jake. I don't know if you have any thoughts on those, but, uh, you know, Brian Flores bringing in a defensive tackle. I know we're all shocked by that. Breaking news. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, Redwine, he dealt with some uh, issues with the coaching staff, right? He was uh, he didn't go on a flight to one of the games, if I remember correctly. It seemed like they never really hit the ground running and that wasn't going to work out. Um, Josh, did you see that Christian Wilkins wasn't seen at the open portion of practice on Wednesday? I have to wonder if uh, there's a coincidence here. If signing a defensive tackle has anything to do um, with Miami Dolphins having another injury where it just kind of pops out of right field, which it seems to happen with the Dolphins where they kind of keep things under wraps. I'm, I literally know nothing, but when you bring in a defensive tackle with how well Miami's defensive tackles have played, you add that on top of Ian Rappaport saying he's going to move up the ranks in, in terms of practice squad pretty quickly. I mean, I'm just going full Charlie here. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's what we do. And I, I did actually have noted that I wanted to bring that up and maybe try to trace those two things back together. But typical how it's fashion, I forgot. So great point, Jake. <laughs> Definitely something we got to watch because, again, I think Christian Wilkins is one of those young players that I think he has his fifth year option somewhere lingering has looked very good early in this season. To lose him and, you know, have to rely on a guy like Billings, maybe. I mean, that's not great when you're trying to make this playoff push. But let's just hope that was just a precautionary thing. And Wilkins is back in time to go up there and, again, lay the wood to the New York Jets. Yeah, Josh, we will be back tomorrow with our preview of the Jets and the Dolphins. And hopefully, man, we'll have some more clarity on injury situations. Hey, believe it or not, though, one of the most signed players on one of the fantasy apps. I am lucky enough where I have one fantasy team on seven different apps because I'm smart. Uh, one of them had Will Fuller as one of the most signed players out of the waiver wire this week. So who knows, man? I emojis. Spence is making big plays. Will Fuller coming back. Who knows? Against a Jets team that allows the most 20-plus yard passing plays in the league. I don't know, man, but we'll get into all that tomorrow. Be sure, be sure to be sure to hit that subscribe button if you enjoy what you're listening to. And if you have a moment, please, please, please leave a review. That stuff helps us out so much. 
also puts a little bit of a pep in our steps when we can see people say something uh, nice in there. So thank you guys so much for everything you do uh, for the Jake and Josh show on Finsider Radio, which is part of SB Nation. I'm Jake Mendel. He's Josh Outs. We'll talk to you next time. Fins up. Fins up. We just did a mirror. How about that? We that completely was, switched roles. That was beautiful. I loved it. Thank you. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins.